It takes money. I always think about deviled eggs that way. <laughs> Just consigned it to like the bin of things that people did in the 70s that I want no part of. <laughs> yeah, like, like a long acid and orgies. I came here to shoot people, not talk to them. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. It's in ramblings. You inherit $5 million the same day aliens land on Earth and say they're going to blow it up in two days. What do you do? Oh, I read this online. You read it online or did you see it in the movie Headless? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I read it online, uh, by which I mean on a line in a movie. The subtitles from the movie. (laughs) That's right. It was in a line. In the subtitles. <laughs> Easily mistaken. Ooh, big question. I would say, like, I was going to say travel, but you can't really get anywhere in two years and two days. Two days. You? Yeah. Yeah, two years would be plenty. Uh, yeah, not unless you've got, like, access to a private jet or something. I mean, you've got $5 million, so you might. Oh, but- yeah, that's what I was thinking, though. Like, $5 million, you could easily get the plane, but... I mean, where are you getting like a whole day in the air? And it's not like I love being on planes. That's the thing. Spending a lot of time just... uh, Doing something I essentially hate. To what? Say goodbye to the Eiffel Tower or something? (laughs) See the pyramids one last time? I don't know. Maybe I would like use the five million to create a giant laser to try and shoot them. (laughs) That's in two days? Yeah, okay. 2.5 million. And then I get the other 2.5 for myself. When we've got extra time because we've killed the aliens. Surely billionaires are going to be trying to fight the war with the aliens. Yeah, okay, all right. I just assumed I was the only person. Everyone else in the world still has their uh, same bank account balance. Okay, so Jeff Bezos is probably taking care of that. Yeah, if anyone's building a giant laser, it's like him and Bill Gates are like teaming up. And Elon, maybe. I hope they don't let Elon get involved, to be honest. What, you think he's going to fudge it somehow? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Why? Why He can work with Kanye. (laughs) <laughs> I, I saw that he took back his... Um, I saw that too, which is amazing. Yeah, so to clarify, Kanye declared that he was running for president and Elon Musk quickly uh, responded with an endorsement. Yeah. And then a few days later, Kanye did an interview and Elon was like, oh, I guess we've got less in common than that I anticipated. I yeah. Which is amazing. I do love that. But I'm also like, well, that's why I don't trust you, Elon. Is making too many impulse decisions. I feel like that's early to come out with support because I get what is it like? He's are they friends? Like, because if you were running for president, I would support you. But I think I would say like, hey, what do you stand for first? Like, what if you're like, and I stand for every morning you get to murder one other person? I'd be like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) actually, didn't realize I was voting for the purge. Well, yeah, exactly. And so that's why that's why I was yeah, a bit, bit nervous to come out early. But anyway, what would I spend it on? Well, I guess outside, unless teleports exist where I could go somewhere fun. I guess I would no, just... No, we're talking like 2020. Now, it happens got, tomorrow. Well, then I'm nothing because yeah. we're all stuck in our houses. Well, but surely if aliens start invading, it's like, oh, if I die of corona, that's going to take a couple of weeks. If I've got... Two days max. I feel like all bets are off. Okay. I think I'd just throw a really massive party for everybody That's I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Just a big party and cross your fingers, hope for the best. Yeah. A bunker might not be a bad idea. If all right, 2.5 on a party, 2.5 on a bunker. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can have the party in the bunker. No, because then too many people will know about it. How many people are going to be in your bunker? Because... Uh, Three. You don't want to be stuck at the end of the world without any friends. Me, you, my boyfriend. <laughs> my three friends. I can't even bring the rest of my family. You're not going to bring your uh, parents or anything? Nah. Your brothers? Nah. <laughs> we need whatever little supplies that we have to last as long as possible. Well, the aliens, like, we might be beaming into space. I don't know if they're able to get onto our internet. Maybe they want us to keep the show going. So I need you. <laughs> okay. In a, in a post-apocalyptic world, our podcast will be the one source of entertainment for them that hopefully they're just really big fans of Insane Ramblings. Yeah, that's right. This planet hasn't appreciated our comedic stylings, but maybe the Martians will love it. <laughs> exactly. What's up, everybody? This is Ben. 
And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 214, a very statuesque episode. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to kick it off with this one because uh, we've been uh, obviously relegated to basically not being able to leave the house, as uh, we alluded to. Back in our separate homes, and I've got masks on the way in the mail, so... Yeah, I got mine today, actually. Oh, you did? So did you get... Oh, so we've got the disposable ones. Have you got like a, a fabric one? Yeah, I'd finally upgraded to the cloth because you're like, all right, well, this thing is clearly not going anywhere. I guess we're yeah, going to get a more right. permanent solution here. If I'm not allowed to... Jeez, dark. If I'm not allowed to leave the house, I don't want to die drowning in my own discarded face mask. <laughs> Where did you get yours? Amazon. Just oh, contributing nice. to that Bezos alien laser fund. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, we've got ours coming in the mail. Just to be peak 2020, I bought them local. But um, the lady that makes them, you get a mask and a matching headband and scrunchie. Okay. So I feel like that is peak 2020 fashion. What design did you go for? Because I feel like that's a key. Like, I just went the pure plain black, but I know that you jazzed it up somehow. Oh, definitely. And so did my partner. So we had this exact... Well, for me, I'm just me. So I got my matching scrunchie and headband. Yeah. One of them was like tropical print, like kind of a yellow kind of bathers that you'd expect someone to be wearing, maybe like in Bali, that kind of print, you know, the leaves and the frangipanis and stuff. Yeah. And the other one is maroon with like proteas and more like South African and Australian kind of flower floral on it. <laughs> okay. So those are the two I got. And I was going to get my partner a plain one for the exact same reason as you. Uh, oh, I assume. What's your reason for going plain? Uh, I just don't want to stand out. And I feel like... That is the exact same reason. The, he wants uh, to say as little as possible in both word and deed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> philosophy. You won't get beat up or at least you're a lot less likely to. So initially I was showing him some online, not quite from Amazon, but from like an Australian cloth store that were just plain black. But he's like, I'm walking this awkward line between wanting to say almost nothing with my apparel but struggling with the idea that I look like a bank robber in the plane. No, that's the one benefit. Everyone looks like a bank robber. You've got to embrace <laughs> that part of it. Yeah, he was like, I don't want to make a statement but I also don't want to make the statement I'm going to kill you. So he's gone kind of some cheerful cactuses and one with like jungle cats. Okay. To kind of go like, this is probably not going to raise a comment, but it also looks cheerful enough that I'm probably not going to kill you in it. Okay. So if he is in a bank, they don't have, the teller doesn't have to be nervous because like, oh, the cactus guy is probably not going to pull out a handgun. As if the like cartoon cactus guy is going to kill you. But isn't that the perfect disguise? <laughs> you give him a complex. I'll never buy him a mask. Just stop making suggestions. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched Little Fires Everywhere. It's a, like a mini series with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. I haven't, but I've heard good things. Yeah, I liked it. Kerry Washington basically plays this uh, very stern character mm -hmm. who is constantly making like this one facial expression throughout the whole show. Right. And okay. so uh, I saw you could buy a mask of just her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like put it over your mouth to be permanently in the little fires everywhere expression. That's pretty which awesome. Is, like I like in theory, but then in practice when you see it, it really just looks like you've got this, I don't know, like the mouth was too big for any normal person's mouth. Oh, and right. So it was like a freaky clown human is what it made yeah, you into. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like you're <laughs> like in... Um, uh, what's that movie that you're always bringing up with The Strangers? Is that the one with the home invasion? Oh, got, like, yeah. These oh, masks I do bring that up with a lot. Gi with gigantic smiles. It's a bit like that. <laughs> oh, like, that, hmm. that was, I feel like I we just... might need to go back to the uh, drawing board on this one. I'm so disappointed that you bought up that film. That movie. Yeah. Why? Well, because now I'll be scared for like another hour. <laughs> it just really um, is probably the scariest movie I've, I've ever seen. I don't know if it's just because, like, it's left an indelible mark or, like, my age when I watched it or something, but I've not found a movie as horrifying and difficult to shake as that film. Yeah, it's so weird that that's the one that made such an impression on you. 
I think because it's real people and it's so random. Yeah, for a horror movie, it's not like Freddy versus Jason or Supernatural anyway. No. Like, it's quite believable. I think that's the reason. Like, it's quite believable that it could happen. Like, it's just some strange... Like, apparently, it's and it says inspired by a true story, which freaked me out as well. But then I realised when I looked at the inspired by a true story, it's nothing like that. It was like... So, he was basically inspired by the fact that someone knocked on his door and his dad answered and was like, yes. And they were like, oh, made some weird excuse. Like, oh, your car lights are on or something. And so he went out yeah. and they weren't. And he was like, uh, thanks. And then they heard like a house three doors down where nobody was, like was robbed. So they were probably like just knocking on doors to find a house when nobody was home to rob it. Yeah. But when you see at the start, I didn't find that out till years later. Because I think when I saw it, I didn't even know that I had the internet. It sounds like this really it's not happened that to old. Someone. You act like this came out when you were like five or something. No, it came out when I was like sixteen. Yeah, you had the internet at sixteen. Did I? I don't remember. Well, I wasn't using it to Google horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in two thousand and eight. So oh wow, later we than we were I like thought. yeah. I thought we it was like, like ninety nine. We were like, well, you were 20. Yeah, geez, well, that, I'm so scared. It made me feel like I must have been five at the time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The way you talk about it, it's like it was this childhood trauma where you're like, oh, my God, I don't even know if I could have Googled it. And it's like, no, we were well-graduated high school. I've seen it three times, actually. Because you just want to experience that rush again. No. So one time was the first time I saw it, which I think was at the movies. The second time I'd forgotten that I'd ever seen it and what it was. And then partway in, I was like, oh my God, it's this movie. How did Um, you, like, did you repress it from your mind? And then you're like, oh yeah, this looks good. uh, I guess I didn't remember like the title or like much about it till like three years later. But if you were so impacted by it, surely... That's ingrained in your memory, and you're like, I know never to watch that. Like, I guess not. My sister like was traumatized by the Sixth Sense as a kid. Oh, She's yeah. not accidentally watching the Sixth Sense again. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Well, it happened, and then the third time, someone was like, I really want to watch it, and I was like, Well, I've been out. I think I was outvoted at like a yeah. movie night or something. So. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why the veto exists in my relationship. I'll refrain from buying any strangers-esque face masks then. Please do. But yeah, our last episode, we were kind of alluding that, yeah, we were, I think, on stage two restrictions at the time, but it felt like we were on the precipice of uh, going back into lockdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's obviously what's happened. Indeed, we were. We're back up to stage three for at least six weeks now. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of uh, keeps telling me, oh, yeah, but at least it's only six weeks. And I'm like, we'll see. It's six weeks minimum. Yeah. Because I've started counting down and I was like, oh, this is basically week two. So it's a month to go. And then I was like, well, no one says in six weeks, even if everyone's limbs outside are hanging off by sinews, we're going to let you out. No, exactly. It's like, we'll see where we're at in six weeks and maybe we'll loosen restrictions. But I feel like because of last time they loosened restrictions, the infection rate went right up. Mm -hmm. They're going to be real hesitant to, uh, to ease off so quickly this time. So, you know, like we had gyms and pools and stuff reopening. I feel like it's going to be even longer than six weeks for that stuff to happen again. Oh, definitely. Especially since now they're like, you might go to stage four. I'm like, what's stage four? You're not allowed to leave bed. (laughs) The police come to your house and check that you're in your closet. Stage four, the only reason you can (laughs) leave the house is to uh, curl up in the fetal position and wait a swift death. (laughs) Pretty much. Like, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I don't know what further restrictions I could put on place. Like, we're not allowed to leave the house at all. Yeah, even for exercise and stuff like that, which is the one of the few Jeez. exceptions. Like I think you can basically spots of the day. Yeah, you can essentially just get food and go to the doctor if you need it. That's about it. Do you feel like prison would be less of a punishment now? <laughs> I can like see if how. If I was on the cusp of doing a crime, yeah, and I then got put in lockdown, I'd be like, I think I could do this for a couple of years. Or is it the opposite? You're like, I could not do this. 
I have watched six seasons, I believe, of uh, what's it called? <laughs> 60 Days, days in. in. 60 Days In. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what Australian prisons are like compared to that, but you watch two episodes and you're like, okay, this is a place I never want to spend a second of my life in. So anyone who's going like, yeah, this is as bad as prison. Trust me, it's not as bad as prison. <laughs> <laughs> Just Good to know. the constant fear for your life alone. Uh, you know, We've of, got that. <laughs> okay, we've got that, but it's less visceral than being stabbed to death, you know? Yeah, that's true. COVID sneaks up on you in a way that at least you're like, all right, you got me. In, uh, in prison, it's just like, shank, 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 dead. And it's like, oh, that was... <laughs> that's how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> Is it exactly what appears over your head? And there's a complacent guard kind of just shrugging his shoulders going like, what did you expect? You're in prison. Shame is what he says. Shame. Basically, we lost another one. Grab every someone grab the mops. (laughs) Get the killing mops. Another one's happened. It happens so often they have killing mops. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) At least I kind of know how to should I ever end up in jail? I know how to um stay out of trouble to some degree it's been good from that perspective (laughs) but what always surprises me about that show is every season there's at least one or two people going i saw the show and this is so much harder than i expected okay and i'm like i watched the show it looks like the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life i don't know what show i don't know what you were watching (laughs) yeah because this did not look like a cakewalk like you seemed to think it was going to be. So, geez, like if you got any impression other than this is going to suck balls, then you were clearly... I don't clearly, know what show you were watching. Yeah. Maybe they were watching 90 Day Fiance and got confused. That's the thing. Like if for anyone who is unfamiliar with this show, the premise is you go to prison for 60 days and... Uh, all the other inmates don't know that you're in some kind of program, but because they've done so many seasons of this show now, word has kind of got around about it and they're just paranoid all the time that, because I see the camera crews there, they, they tell everyone. Someone's, yeah. yeah. Everyone's told, they're like, oh, we're doing a documentary on prisons and stuff. And then the inmates are like, oh shit, that's what they say for 60 days in. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and they're like, well, we're going to go extra hard against these guys because they're probably undercover, essentially. So yeah, that doesn't help either. But the place is a mess regardless of the inmates' suspicions. Like, if the floor isn't erupting in sewerage, Ooh. people are just getting beat up for no reason on a daily Jeez. basis. The guards are negligent. It's uh, it, it doesn't look like the summer camp that some people seem to think it is (laughs) like i said maybe they're mixing it up with 30 day fiance 60 day fiance imagine you watch 60 day fiance and thought that's what you're going into you're like oh it looks tough but (laughs) but it's also like you know survivor and stuff at the end of Mm -hmm. like this grueling experience you uh, at least have the chance to win a million dollars yeah this you get nothing yeah that's true 60 days in is just you win a cautionary experience yeah so it's no wonder you win that, being scared straight yeah exactly <laughs> like every season now they lose like two or three participants because it's like oh yeah what have I got myself into there's no upside to this <laughs> it's not like <laughs> like even you know you go on The Bachelor or something and maybe you can make a few hundred bucks being an Instagram promoter of sure. random beauty products or whatever afterwards it's like oh I got a social media following or like meet the person that you love maybe or make friends or yeah yeah in 60 days in no there's like no one even watching this show I'm like the one viewer and I love it but <laughs> it's they're certainly not coming out of it going like oh my god my social media has exploded time to take this career <laughs> to the next level yeah but the reason that I brought up this being a um, statuesque episode mm-hmm. is because uh yeah, the one bright spot in our day is being able to leave the house to go exercise. So as uh, regular listeners will know, I've been jogging around the tan on my lunch breaks, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, they've got a whole bunch of statues set up around the park. And it's the kind of thing that I've never really paid much attention to. sound like they've put them there for isolation? 
Like, we know you guys <laughs> yeah, are struggling. To, here's something to uh, entertain <laughs> here's yourselves. Statues. Like, here's some fun things to look at on your one time outside. <laughs> That'd be a nice thing for the government to do. So I have a friend who used to work in the government, and I was like, if you've still got any links in there, pass on free Netflix subscription to all of Australia. Float that as an idea. Do you think there's anyone in Australia who doesn't have a Netflix subscription at this stage? Surely by week three of lockdown, that's the one thing that you're like, all right, times are tough. I uh, got fired from my job or at least my hours have been cut back. <laughs> but I have $10. We can go without food or we can go without Netflix. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm going without food for a day or two. Yeah. No, definitely. I think everyone has it, but it'd be nice if it was free. You would just uh, appreciate if they gave you the extra like 12 bucks a month or whatever it is. Sure. Absolutely. Fair enough. Well, uh, while I wait that, I'm going to assume that these statues have been there for quite some time. They're, they're looking old. <laughs> okay. Bit of bird poo. Yeah, but I haven't really investigated them until now. Mm-hmm. And so one caught my eye during this last week when I was uh, on my run. Was he hitting on you? He had a little wink, you know, there was like a sparkle in his eye that I'm like, yeah, okay, I see where this is going. Interesting. Mr. Bronze Man. I think it's like a ship captain of some kind, right? Like you're going to assume that it's some guy who discovered the city or something along those lines. Oh, it's always some sort of captain or like early politician. Yeah. His name for those playing along at home is Field Marshal Sir Thomas Albert Blamey. Jeez. He was uh, some kind of military officer. Is that to distinguish him from the other kind of marshals? Probably. <laughs> Is there other I, kind I, I'm of not marshals? up on my okay. military ranks. I'm the desert marshal. <laughs> I'm the urban marshal. I'm the open fields marshal. He sounds so cheerful. Go have a look at the other statues. Maybe you'll find out what they're the actual marshals of. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, I assume this guy is like a ship captain or something along those lines because he's standing on or standing behind I guess what looks to be the bow of a ship but obviously because it's a statue they can only build a portion of the ship around him I'd like the idea that they built the whole ship I mean that would be like if you're talking monuments that would be an impressive one if you're worth a monument you're definitely worth a whole ship are you? <laughs> that seems... I mean, maybe a real ship. Absolutely. What do you mean? Well, you could, like, if you've already got a ship, you could name it after someone. Oh, right. Yeah. Taking up a whole park with a fake monument boat, probably uh, not going to happen. So they just <laughs> they just went the statue path, the traditional route. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, yeah, I didn't... Like, on first glance, I'm just like, what is this statue of? Yeah, you wouldn't have had that problem if it was an entire boat. That's true. <laughs> I guess it's got its upsides. But because uh, they only built part of the bow of the ship, it just really looks like this guy standing behind a car door. <laughs> so, like, until I kind of, you know, had a proper look at, like, what the hell this thing is, I was really wondering. I'm like, did we invent the car door in Australia? Like, is this guy... <laughs> I don't know, is he like Henry Ford's brother or something? Brother. That- <laughs> I like the idea that maybe the car was invented first, like pre-door. Or, yeah. I was going to say vice versa, the door was invented first. He's like, well, I don't know why I made this, but uh, <laughs> One day, I bet there's something coming along that, <laughs> yeah, they, that this will allow you to get in and out of. That's right. They all called me crazy, but just you wait. This is going to be revolutionary once we invent the car. <laughs> it's a, it's for a house, right? We have doors in houses. Like, no, it just feels different. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little short it's, for that. But trust me, this is yeah. Like, oh, this will what be... about a barn? Like, no, no, it's not right. <laughs> yeah. So were people just falling out of uh, cars until the door guy came along, or was it the opposite? Where we? I was like to think that they couldn't get in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like this is going to be great. Just. Uh, Wait a few years until the door guy comes along. Then you'll see. Yeah. Like, I can promise you that once you're inside, you're going to really love it. <laughs> I can imagine, like, Henry Ford is, like, <laughs> he's, like, really sweating. Like, I know we've really put a lot of time and effort into this, and we're just one step away. That's right. <laughs> and I'm telling you, in there <laughs> is is where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah. The first one comes off the assembly line is, like... All right, now, I just forgot one thing. Shit. 
Oh, I fucked that up. <laughs> As an Australian, we we like to claim every invention, like you know, oh, we invented lamingtons or pavlovas or like Tim Tams. Basically, just confectionery. We seem to claim as our own. Mm-hmm. If we had invented the car uh, yeah. door, I feel like I would have been hearing about it every other week. So I was surprised. Oh, we would have had car door day <laughs> once a year, surely. I know. <laughs> we all drive around with no doors on our cars to see how hard it was. That's right. It's just like with Dukes of Hazard doing it twenty four seven. <laughs> once a year to be like and this is how we pay homage to the man that invented the car door yeah do you think pre-car door invention people just had giant glutes like just big butts like kind of steel holding them to the the seat oh, i was thinking because we had to like fl- fred flintstone it or something where we were uh... oh no <laughs> I was thinking more like steel clamping yourself down by your ass. Yeah, because we know the seatbelt, it took a long time for that to catch on. Yeah, oh yeah. So uh, no door, no uh, seatbelts. You you better clench tightly. <laughs> I'm clenching. <laughs> All right. I uh, want to change tracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Basically, this next one, this next segment comes courtesy of uh, the Hip Hop Heads thread on Reddit. Awesome. Or the hip hop head subreddit. Great. Yep. Which is basically my one of my favorite subreddits. Like it, it contributes like a there's a lot of good ones out there, but I feel like this one bats above its average for whatever reason. <laughs> like there's just a lot of iconic moments that kind of come out of it. Like the last time we talked about it was mm-hmm. uh the guy who paid, I think it was like two dollars to get a rapper to sing a verse for a song. Nice. Moments like that where you're like, yeah, this <laughs> that is... really make it worthwhile. Yeah, th- that's what I'm looking for in the internet, essentially. And uh, we had another moment this past week that I feel like is on that tier. So this comes courtesy of the user Eternaboy, and he posted the um, thread, did I just talk to Raekwon on the phone? Now... Uh, <laughs> For those who aren't big into the hip-hop scene, Raekwon, you might be familiar with his work from the Wu-Tang Clan. He's one of the uh, you know, 40 or so members of the clan. <laughs> but you have to be big to call yourself the clan, surely. Like, I'm on their side. Oh, definitely. There's only two clans. Like, you're kind of a clan of three. That's a fair point. Yeah, I've, I'm on their side. What's the other clan? The KKK. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Wu-Tang and them. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have both a got a lot preference. Of yeah, I definitely have one that I prefer to the other, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, if we're picking sides, it's Wu-Tang all day. Oh, definitely. So uh, here's what he wrote. So I was on Facebook and I scrolled to a post that said Raekwon changed his phone number. I thought it was for booking or whatever, but I was bored, so I called the number. I didn't get an answer, but he texted asking who I was. Me, who probably should have just said that I'm a fan, said that I'm Kanye West. <laughs> So he was pretty much like, no, you're not. You know what? I'm just going to call you. So I frantically installed a call recorder app to catch the conversation that lasted under 30 seconds. He was nice as hell considering that I kind of adopted a jerky tone due to nervousness and I was wasting his time. So uh, I sent you the uh, the transcription of, or not the transcription, I sent you the screenshots of his uh, text conversation. Do you want to play... Raekwon or the Eternaboy user? I'll be Raekwon. All right. So you're, you've got the first line. Well, me and Vicky will just reenact this text message conversation for All you. Right. Who is this? Uh, who is this? I wasn't very inquisitive the first time. <laughs> uh, it's Yay. Got an Android. Who? Kanye, LMAO. When we linking up? This ain't Yay. Who you looking for? I'm looking for Raekwon. Have I found him? I'm going to call you. All right, so that was their little, like, back and forth. And uh, then he actually posted the phone call. And I'm impressed that he was able to scramble and install a call recorder because as someone who's recorded our conversations On for purpose, the podcast... On purpose, with plenty of, like, lead-up, it's still impossible. Yeah, there's always, uh, <laughs> you know, a, an ordeal involved. So, um, yeah, the fact that he actually captured this moment is amazing. But here is how the conversation went. I uh, love this. You. Yeah, what's going on? This ain't no Kanye West, man. Is this Raekwon? Are you Kanye? No. <laughs> so why you say you was Kanye West? I didn't think I'd get this far. 
<laughs> Have a blessed day, brother. You too. Bye. <laughs> I mean, the answer is amazing. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, like, the long pauses between as he's just like, clearly his mind is being blown. <laughs> it's kind of like you're 14 years old and you scam your way into the Playboy Mansion. You're like, I'm Hugh Hefner's son. And then you're in front of Hugh Hefner and he's like, I don't have a son. You're like, I did not foresee this moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly. I got to be uh, like, kind of, get lost, like beat it, kid, you know? <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, I thought I would uh, get stopped a long time ago. The fact that I made it this far is amazing. It's I'm like I'm go. so mind blown that I even got this far. Yep. Like, I don't have anything left to say. <laughs> And that's the thing. What do you say when someone goes, is this Kanye West? Of course, you're just like, uh, no, I'm not Kanye West. <laughs> no, I think it's quite apparent at this stage. I'm not Kanye West. Yeah. So uh, he continues. He's like, I have a hunch that since his Facebook page was recently hacked, Facebook made him give his number as some sort of verification, but he accidentally made it public because like 10 minutes after the call, I noticed that the number was taken down. I'm not going to attempt to call him back or whatever. I'm not going to give the number up because he probably feels annoyed already. So uh, (laughs) good instincts, I suspect. That's so funny. All right, let's uh, continue the Reddit train, shall we? We like to uh, dole out our advice from time to time on this podcast. So uh, especially during a pandemic, I feel like people need our advice more than ever. Our first user, Frizzlin, has a problem that I think we can all relate to. She wrote, tensions flaring due to farting. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, especially in quarantine. We're spending a lot more time with our partners in a confined space. This is the kind of thing that is getting on a lot of people's nerves because there were multiple threads about this and I basically just had to pick one. (laughs) But she was not the only one that was going through uh, fart-related drama right now. (laughs) Fart-related drama. (laughs) That sounds like a great concept for a a Netflix show. (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll add it to my next pitch. Uh, Alright, she writes My husband, Mike, and I are both in our 30s And have been married for over 10 years Like any marriage, we've had our ups and downs But we are in a solid, committed relationship However, for the last year or so We've had ongoing discussions In quotation marks About a minor health issue That Mike has developed And it's starting to affect our marriage in a really negative way I just want to uh, Take a sidebar out from reading this um, This post To just say I feel like this is more than a minor health issue, but that's just my (laughs) two cents. The health issue? Mike develops sudden severe lactose intolerance and he refuses to change his diet. Yes, he's seen the doctor about it. He'll take lactate when he consumes dairy, but frankly, he eats more dairy than the lactate can keep up with. And he'll forget to take the lactate if the food isn't obviously dairy. Think chocolate, for example. His lactose intolerance is so severe that he farts constantly and his farts stink. Wow. No exaggeration. He farts 30 plus times a day. (laughs) And the odor clings to his body, his clothes, and any fabric that he's sitting slash laying on. As an example, I'm writing this at 3am on the couch because he was farting so loudly in sleep that it woke me up. The sheets on our bed were freshly laundered and they literally smell like shit less than a day later because of his farts. Where the relationship issue comes in is that I find his lack of concern for his body, his diet, and how his constant farting affects others troubling. Just in case, hang on, again, this is me interjecting, just in case you were worried. (laughs) I don't see where the relationship issue is. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see where the relationship issue is personally? Yeah, I'm glad she uh, is clarifying. I acknowledge and understand that his digested dairy just fine for the 30 plus years of his life with no problem, and it's an adjustment to change his diet in such a drastic way. I try to supply him with dairy-free meals and snack options, but I can't control every morsel that he eats, nor do I have the desire to. However, I find it selfish that he knows his violent side effects while eating dairy, and he continues to eat it without caring how his lactose intolerance affects others. Our cars smell like shit. Our house smells like shit. His clothes smell like shit. His body smells like shit. That's got to be severe lactose intolerance. Apparently. I mean, it's seemingly just a cloud that follows him all around. 
I've expressed how disgusting and completely preventable this situation is, and he has retorted several times how I'm exaggerating and need to get over it. My question is, how can I be supportive without being controlling? How can we work through this change in life without having permanent rifts due to farting? Febreze. TLDR, husband can't digest dairy, doesn't care, stinks up a house, also doesn't care. Febreze. (laughs) That's my option. That does seem to be the way to get through quarantine, as we've learned. (laughs) That's right. The two ways to get through quarantine of Febreze. Yeah, I just think... I've also seen online... Because I can't really... That's more than a minor health problem. Like, I would be back to the doctor. I haven't heard... I have friends with lactose intolerance. It's not that severe. That's pretty serious, I would have thought. But also, like, I love dairy, right? Like, if I all of a sudden had this guy's issue, I would find it tough just with the amount of milk that I consume on a daily basis to to find something else to uh, replace it. But Mm. I would do it. Like... I would just ease up on the dairy. Like, even if it's... Oh, definitely. Like, the fact... Like, don't you, for your own body's sake... Like, I'm not an expert on lactose intolerance, but I think it's painful to go through this kind of thing, right? I would assume, yeah. Like, it doesn't just smell. It's like, my stomach now aches, but... God damn, this ice cream is so delicious. Yeah, Yeah, I don't understand his point of view. Like, I guess, like, is it like a smoker? Like, he's almost... Like he's addicted to, to it. it. Not addicted. <laughs> no, I meant smoker. Like he's addicted. To... No, I didn't mean that point of view. But that's I'm addicted to fart and milk. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant more like you know how smokers can't smell that they constantly stink like cigarettes. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure that's an element of it as well. So I was like, is he just not? Can he not tell that he constantly stinks like shit? Because it's not even like I would just. Be, I don't really understand where, like, where he's coming from in that I would just be embarrassed to constantly smell like shit. Well, that's the thing. Like, Even if you uh, don't realise that this is going on, she's already brought up that she's talked to him about it. Once you have that conversation, it's hard to be like, nah, you're exaggerating. She's like, no, seriously, <laughs> your house, clothes and body. And car. Our, yeah, our car, our bed. Anything that your butt touches smells like shit. He's like, eh, you crazy woman. Touches smells like shit. At least you found one that goes beyond like you should talk about it, which is nice. Especially, but she's already talked about it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, so this one's gone beyond just talk about it. That's true. I don't know what I would do. I think I would be like, this is so bad that I can't live this way anymore. I'm, I'm leaving. And surely that would hopefully motivate, like not to like, what's the word, M- manipulate him, but hopefully that would be enough that like, wow, this is serious enough that, because I just don't, you had shit under your nose occasionally, like a small whiff every so often. And you <laughs> it could barely even, take it. It wasn't even shit. It was just like a beard oil that smelled vaguely of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just don't think I could tolerate day in, day out being with someone who constantly smelled like shit. I don't think I could handle it. No way. Like, you must be feel sick all the time. Imagine trying to eat and your house just stinks like a fart constantly. No, times are tough as it is. We don't need all of a sudden the one bastion of safety that we've got to be now all of a sudden poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm almost imagining that he's like that... Pokemon, you know that one? Do you know the one I'm thinking of? It's like that purple one that goes around like foo, 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 yeah, like letting yeah. out its noxious gases. Wheezing or coughing. <laughs> you know what? We've had like some experience with this. We have? Not from farting, but from body odor. We've talked about on the podcast years ago, we were playing the game Siberia locked in my right. small computer room at my parents' house. We were there for like six hours without leaving on a hot summer's day. And by the time that we uh, 
left the room to get a drink and come back, we were like, oh my God, this stinks. But we didn't realize it until we had re-entered <laughs> the room because uh, we had, I, I guess, like frogs boiling and like hot box ourselves. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just crept up on us so slowly that we didn't notice until we were exposed to it all in one swift go. Maybe that's what she needs to do. Like she somehow has to clear out one area of the house of smell and then lock him in like a small room so then he can get the experience of just walking in. I don't hate that as an option. Yeah. Even if he doesn't grow from the experience, just be like, okay, if you refuse to not eat milk, this is the room you go into after you eat milk. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Like even half the house. Like do the I Love Lucy. If there's a way you can shut the door, be like this is the half of the house you can stay in if you are insisting on having milk. Yeah, yeah. We have to, um, almost like Dexter when he's got like that kill room, how he just floor to ceiling sections it off so it doesn't <laughs> yeah, get like blood. Yeah, that's right. She needs to make essentially like a bubble. Or like, you know how like, you know, home DJs make their like little booth at home when they're, you know, you always see in those heartwarming movies, it's like the middle-aged dad makes it for his son or like the you know dj that has kids has to make his soundproof booth at home with the like egg cartons no do that I've never but once, for stink. never once seen this movie it's a heartwarming movie what movie are you talking about <laughs> just like movies just or it's like those, i support your dreams son those homemade i know DJ that we don't movies. have much but here's your dj booth that, okay and it's like got egg cartons stuck to the wall even if you don't want to give up half the house i'd say you have like the poop room Oh, yeah. If you give him, like, a one-by-one-metre square box to fart in, <laughs> you're being generous. Like, you should have free reign of the house. <laughs> I just can't imagine it because my – like, I've been through some bad farts, but that's ne- – I don't think I've ever experienced something like that. Like, it's tough for me to actually put myself in her shoes. No, I just got to uh, trust that this thing is uh, unbearable and no one – <laughs> should have like, to should live through this. Like, should we be studying this, him for science when it's something? so easily prevented. Like, is he the man with, like... Is he the man with no bowel or something? I mean, in his defence, milkshakes are pretty delicious. <laughs> but it just, like... It just sounds like his butt connects straight to his stomach or something. Like, it just... It's blowing my mind. Anyway. Well, I think... I mean, I, again, I'm no expert in lactose intolerance, but I just feel like most people who are lactose intolerant don't keep abusing themselves with lactose to this degree they're like oh okay i can't have milk i'll just stop eating dairy well yeah that's what i'm thinking like most people find it out because they're like i'm in unbearable pain for no reason i'd like that to end yeah and so then they realize well that's how i do that but i don't really understand where he's coming from yeah, whereas this guy, it sounds like he's making himself an ice cream sundae every half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, moving on. This one from uh, user Throwaway Soup Tube. My 25 female boyfriend, 25 male, keeps asking me to invest in his soup tube business idea, and I'm not sure how to deal with it. Soup tube? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what the other guy needs. <laughs> I think this is something we all need. <laughs> Okay, no, I just meant, like, could he fart into a soup tube? Hey, I'm all for uh, thinking outside the box. I like it. So I, I've got an idea, actually, because my, my boyfriend has gross farts. So I make him s- fart out the window. Putting him on blast. <laughs> I mean, that's not really. <laughs> I think we're, both, we're all aware that people's farts smell bad. Is that news to anyone over five? I just feel like it would be if he went on a podcast and goes like, oh, my girlfriend's fart stink. You'd be like, we're going to have a conversation about this. (laughs) Well, he'll never know. But anyway, sometimes I make him stick his ass out in the window. (laughs) Uh, I mean, (laughs) I guess drastic problems come with drastic solutions. (laughs) I'm just saying you could always try having him sticking his butt out the window. All right. I'm glad I'm coming to the expert for this one. Oh, you are. Unfortunate for any passers-by. <laughs> it's not like a penny that it... Like, <laughs> it doesn't like... It's not like dropping a penny off the Empire State Building where it 
picks up speed and like drills a hole in someone's head. Like it's it does dissipate in the air. It's not I don't know. if you have a soup tube, maybe I could aim it at someone once I find out what a soup tube is, but uh <laughs> As someone who's been hit by several terminal velocity farts, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna say it's not a fun experience. Why are you walking around underneath our window? <laughs> no, just uh, if this idea catches on, the city-wide people are just farting out the window. You can't dodge <laughs> them some days. I've been living with my boyfriend for about seven months. Two weeks ago, he sat me down and presented a PowerPoint presentation with his business idea. Right. And you had been working on an idea. Maybe that's what the other girl needs. She needs to present a PowerPoint? Yep. Can't hurt. I mean, it it does uh, come with an aura of seriousness. Oh, definitely. If you've got slides, then... Yeah, then you know you're not being uh, frivolous. <laughs> I knew he was working on an idea, but he didn't want to tell me about it until it was finished. Based on his enthusiasm and his prior seemingly intelligent nature, I thought maybe it's a pretty cool idea. Instead, he presented to me an idea about soup tubes. Mm -hmm. The idea, if you can call it that, is to construct a series of tubes throughout our city that leads to a centralised soup kitchen. (laughs) I actually don't hate it. For a monthly subscription, a customer can subscribe to a tube of soup and a tube (laughs) extension would be built off the nearest mainline tube and directly into the customer's apartment or home. Mm-hmm. Based on subscription level, that would determine the quantity of soup a customer could pour and how many types of soup. <laughs> the tubes are basically the size of pipes, like you might see under a sink. Right. So it's like an extra utility, really. Yeah. Like you've got your water and you've got your soup tube. <laughs> Like, oh, we're moving house. Like, what's the checklist? Like, we have to make sure we need, you know, make sure we've got broadband. Like, that's important. We're working from home. Like, oh, do we need a home phone? Like, nah, no one's really got those these days. Take that off the list. Like, we've got gas hooked up. Yep, we've talked to the company. We've got our water hooked up. Like, oh, what are we going to do for dinners where neither of us can be bothered cooking? Like, have we, (laughs) should we bother getting (laughs) Like, I feel like it's on the home phone kind of level of discussion. Like, you yeah. know, do we need the soup tube? Are we going to use it? <laughs> How much do we really need soup on... Uh, <laughs> on tap, literally. Uh, on tap, yeah. The tubes are basically the size of pipes like you might see under a sink, but he insisted that it must be called soup tube, not soup pipe. Tube just zings better. I agree. So far, I don't hate any of this. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. At first, I asked if he was crank-yanking me or something, but he was completely sincere. Obviously, the idea is completely insane. The notion that the city would authorize somebody to construct a series of tubes everywhere that carry soup into homes is, of course, ludicrous. I mean, that's what they said about electricity. (laughs) Nikola Tesla would beg to differ. He's laughing now. (laughs) Not Nikola Tesla, he's dead. But I assume there was some laughing, at least, you know, once his idea took off. Definitely. And even if such an initiative were approved, the cost for such an operation would be ridiculous. You would have to charge outrageous prices for customers to install and subscribe to a soup tube. And who would pay for such a service when canned soup costs like a dollar or two? (laughs) Or you can buy soup from a restaurant for a few dollars. Yeah, that's like water. I guess you have to wash in water though. Uh, Yeah, I guess like bottled water does, uh, you know, go for a premium. Yeah. There's markets for both. That's true. I explained these things as politely as I could, but he dismissed them all and said that tube-based soup delivery is the wave of the future. I honestly don't hate it. (laughs) Like, again, I bet they poo-pooed the Netflix guy. Like, why would anyone want to just turn on a movie in their home when they could walk to the local Video Easy or Blockbuster and get just the same thing? You feel like it just sounds like an insane idea because we uh, haven't tried it yet. I love it. Like, if you can, I'm not saying, I I hear her criticisms. Absolutely no city is going to agree to this. And, like, the pipes would be disgusting. And, like, how do you clean them? And, like, the soup would basically come out rancid. And, like, does it come out hot? Like, where do you get this tap installed? <laughs> There's so many problems. But, like, if it does manage it, how great would it be to be, like, you got your cold tap, you got your hot tap, you got your soup tap? Well, I used to think about this with Coke. Like, if I could just have a uh, constant, essentially, um, like they have in a pub where 
it's like on tap Coke to like dispense yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. The post mix. Right. But it comes from a uh, pipe in my kitchen that I don't have to constantly clean or anything like that. It's just like water. But even that seems like Coke is one flavor, you know, like soup is like, you don't know what you're getting. Like, what if you don't like the soup? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I look, I again, there's lots of problems with it, but I enjoy that he's thinking of this. It'll never take off, I think, but it's great. Like if he if this works, then I love it. If you could have one type of soup on tap, what variety would you go with? Ooh, that's a big question cuz I have a problem with getting sick of things. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's an obvious that's problem. Cuz that's human beings for you. Well, no, in some ways I don't. Because for, I would say, two years in my last job, I was able to eat the same thing every single lunch. What were you eating? Salmon nigiri, food of the gods. It's the best. You had this every lunch? Mm-hmm. Is that expensive? That sounds expensive. No, it's like 10 bucks. Okay. I mean, uh, what I stopped lost, you? I like, stacks of weight as well. I think I changed jobs. Oh, you didn't have access to the good salmon? Nah, moved away. Was disappointing. <laughs> I think I started working shifts in a hospital, and like hospitals are great for lots of things. Tell you what, they're not great for <laughs> uh, preparing fresh fish for you to eat. They're more um, a soup tube type establishment than a salmon nigiri. Oh my god, hospitals would definitely buy a soup tube <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, maybe that he can start marketing it to them uh, first. Again, I don't hate it. I just I see a lot of. But that's, it's in the workshopping phase, in my opinion. Well, you didn't answer my question. If you had to pick one soup, what, what's your choice? Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, it's, it's a wild ride, so strap yourself in. Because my favourite used to be pumpkin, far and away. And I would regularly make it and regularly even just buy it canned. I loved it anyway, anyhow. And because of that, I got sick of it. And I can't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I... Oh. I, I am, uh, and now I'm a vegetarian, but before that, I was like a massive fan of the creamy chicken. Yeah, that might be my choice. Um, like, you know, the kind of creamy chicken and corn was always really good. Yep. Cheese, I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess, I guess creamy chicken and corn. But I think what we're learning from your answer is uh, you kind of want more than one flavor option, which... Begs the well, I thought he was saying it kind of changes. Well, that how, either you need multiple soup tubes, or like on a daily basis, do they pump through a new flavor of soup? And if that's the case, yeah, I think that makes sense. Do you have to like flush the system every day? <laughs> like, are we just pouring <gasps> tubes and tubes worth of soup down the drain between meals? <laughs> Again, conceptually, I love it practically <laughs> we send one flavor down after the other and just hope that it kind of uh, yeah you have to like oh, i have to drain like ham and pea all right no quick get the bowls it's a uh, creamy chicken <laughs> right let the tap run a little bit until you get to the next option or like you'd have to pull the bowl pretty quickly when it turns as well it's like yeah here comes tomato because i fucking hate tomato soup no i imagine that you you like if you let the tap run it's not going to change <laughs> every like minute or so that'd be madness no but like what if you're like all right <laughs> that's what i'm thinking like, how often does it change yeah like, then every flavor would just I feel combine like in the tomato tubes. soup tomato soup discredits the rest of tomato's good work really you're not a tomato soup fan fucking hate it mm. i really hate it i love tomato sauce i love ketchup i love tomato relish i love plain tomatoes in a salad or on a burger like they're doing god's work generally speaking they do a lot of the heavy lifting in food and then they've let themselves down at the last hurdle being like blended and warmed up <laughs> all right well uh, i'll pass it on to tomato people please do pass it on to the tomato board i remember the day i found out there was an egg board that like definitely made me smile what did the egg board do Oh, they just like promote the cause of eggs. Sure. It reminds me of those um, like banana commercials that we always used to get in Australia where... Banana? Yeah. And it's like for a decade we had this jingle running through our heads, but it's not for any one type of bananas. It's just like, here's bananas by bananas. 
Yeah, that would have been the banana yeah, board. It's the same kind of thing, I guess. So I worked briefly for the pineapple board, which was the best. <laughs> what? When was this? <laughs> I was contracted to them in an advertising agency. <laughs> what did you... Oh, no, Mango. Sorry. Oh, mango that's even board. better. We were just doing social media advertising for Mangoes. What were you... Like, we just like to make you aware of Mangoes, everybody. Again, no particular company. It was just like, are you aware? Mangoes are delicious. Thank you for your time. Mangoes are a fruit that are in season right now. You should buy some. <laughs> so what did you do? Just post photos of yeah. mangoes? You're mango crazy for them. And it's just a lot of puns like that. Yeah, there was just like photos and like facts and puns about mangoes. Like pretty much, yeah. Cool. And like, you know, they're packed with this, this and that. And like, here's some, and like mango related recipes. It was a wild ride. It was quite the time. <laughs> Sounds it. Uh, let's <laughs> let's get back to the soup tube. Mm-hmm. He then asked me how much I wanted to invest, and I told him nothing, and he looked absolutely heartbroken. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a tough. Since then, almost every day he has asked me again to invest and keeps trying to sell me on the idea. He's also doing the same thing to a lot of his friends. It is starting to drive me up the wall. First, I'm at a loss as to how he can believe such a stupid idea is worthwhile. Second, it is really goddamn annoying to be asked on a daily basis to invest in a system of soup tubes. And third, (laughs) I'm also concerned for his sanity. Other than his apparent obsession with this, though, he has shown no other signs. I would like some advice as to how I can reason with him or whether I should even continue this relationship. TLDR, my boyfriend wants me to invest in a business venture wherein tubes would deliver soup. You go first with the advice because I'm stumped. Uh, I say invest, go hard. Yeah? At least 10000 Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a multi-million dollar idea, my friends. Put it all on black. Yeah, you got to uh, believe in this kid. He's a... Uh, He's going places. Whether or not this one takes off, who knows? But this is the kind of thinking that we need. I actually think so. Like, I feel like this guy's definitely going places. Like, he's got the kind of blind optimism. He's not ashamed to sell his idea. He's creative. I think this is (laughs) never going to take off. But definitely that's kind of the spirit of what it takes to be an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Like, you just have no shame promoting your idea and you're willing to kind of you know, back your idea 100%. Yeah, the confidence is necessary, which he seems to have in spades, which I like. Mm. I think his downfall is in the uh, numbers aspect of it. Like, he's expecting his friends to uh, somehow fund this venture where I'm going to assume it's a multi-million dollar infrastructural issue here that we're talking about. Oh, definitely. This is like government level. Yeah. So if you... For sure. Like it's like putting in the NBN costs billions of dollars and that's not even sending people soup. It's sending them the internet. <laughs> yeah, somehow like that's... Like soup's a physical thing. Well, we don't have to go nationwide with Soup Tube just yet. We can... Uh, that's true. Start small. Like you said, a hospital that can have one Soup Tube. Like they hospitals already have those... Um, those like yeah, old school like hydraulic the messaging system yeah. yeah like maybe we can convert those tubes into soup tubes <laughs> like hospitals and like banks are the other place that i think of when i think of those things has those department stores have them too like um supermarkets and stuff yeah so uh maybe scale it down start with like an apartment block or a hospital or a business yeah proof of concept on a, a small scale and uh, we can right. go up from there when everyone in the uh, in the <laughs> hospital is like, oh, my God, I love soup tube. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of it like instead of your IV drip, you've got your drip in one hand and then your tube in like a straw <laughs> in your mouth. You got I mean, that sounds 24 seven. I think what she should do, here's my advice. Be like, this is way too big an idea for just us to invest in. Like, I just kind of feign, like, I don't have the money to get this off the ground, but you really need to get some serious investors. We need to be working. You need to be working 24-7 to get yourself on Shark Tank or what's the other one? What are they called? Dragon's Den. Dragon's Den. Yeah. Don't you have a... uh an uncle that was on Dragon's Den, what, in the UK or something? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the... So, I mean, I don't know this guy, so fortunately he won't be asking me for that hookup. But yeah, I would just tell the guy, like, this is way too big to just be asking friends and family. I realise you want us to get in at the ground floor, but like, 
Han, you need to make us millions of dollars. Stop spreading this around these small fry and go big. Like you need to approach, spend all your time trying to get on Dragon's Den and then he'll get shot down so badly that the idea will be dead. Yeah, I think you should send your uncle this episode and he'll <laughs> take it from there. Like the minute yeah. he hears this, he's like, oh. Or just go to any venture capitalist. Maybe just make an appointment with a venture capitalist yeah. and they will be like, you're insane. Mark Cuban will be all over this. Well, I'm sure. Like, I think you just approach like a bank or a venture capitalist. Be like, try get a startup loan from the bank then and see what they say. And I'll invest if the bank go for it. He's already got the PowerPoint. I mean, you're basically done <laughs> from that. Yeah. The tubes are coming in as we speak. We can hear the workmen. But yeah, maybe try that. Be like, all right, hun, if you get the support of a venture capitalist or a bank, I'm in. I like it. You? What are your thoughts? No, I told you I'm on board with Soup Tube and... Uh, oh, right. So you'd be just, uh, yeah, risking it all on black, like you said. Well, I, th- I think funding is the uh, biggest hurdle, so... You, I like that he's going to get a few friends on, on uh, the ground floor, but you got to think bigger at this point. I mean, do you think if he had two days to live and $5 million, he would construct soup <laughs> Yeah, there'd be no question what he's doing with that money. He's like, now I can finally <laughs> dream like, the dream. oh my God. I'll, I'll show you yeah, all. Yeah, for two days, yeah. people will have soup right in their home. <laughs> and fingers crossed, they're soup-loving aliens and they don't want to kill us all. Yeah, I imagine two days, it's going to be hard to... Uh, set up too many pipes sorry tubes <laughs> but maybe some kind of soup fountain you just find the town square and just connect it to a <laughs> the town square yeah like if you also where she lives it's the 1500s oh, i'm thinking like <laughs> this woman's from the past <laughs> even uh you know like fed square or something in melbourne like oh the, right i was thinking like the bell from uh Beauty and the Beast, like singing as she walks past the baker. Yeah, once you've you know. once you've finished throwing tomatoes at the locals in the stocks. Yeah, the man in the stocks. Yeah. <laughs> then you can. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hit up the soup tube fountain and uh, get a free feed. <laughs> All right, I think uh, before we go, I just had like one incident this week that I wanted to bring up with you. Yeah, for sure. I'm ready. At the uh, the local supermarket, they've got these cream charges, which are those things that oh, yeah. they're used Nangs. in baking. Yeah, but they're people, people uh, inhale them and get high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nangs or whippets is the other common name for them, I think. And so I always like see them behind the desk because... Obviously, they don't want people just bringing a fistful of them to the checkout. (laughs) But I guess the idea is like you can buy one or two at a time if you're, you know, frosting a cake. But uh, I always feel like because they're behind the counter, just even asking for them would make me feel like a criminal. (laughs) Because it's like, all right. Maybe they make you bring in proof of cake. Yeah, like I have to, if I was going <laughs> to buy like them, I would have to. You know, like proof of life if you're a kidnapper? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, these like, are basically uh, a ransom. You've got to bring in proof of cake for us to hand this over. Well, that that would basically be my thinking. Like I would have to check out with also flour, sugar, and any other ingredients that I was going to, you know, look like I'm actually making a cake and be like, oh, and by the way. And at the last second, you'll be busted. Then, He's like, that's eating chocolate, not cooking chocolate. I'm on to you. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just a bad chef, I, I swear. <laughs> Damn it. You don't know anything about cakes. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like <gasps> even if I did bring all the rest of the ingredients to the checkout, they would still be like, you'd, I can see through your ruse. You don't need to keep up the pretense. Just the <laughs> fact that it is behind, like it's with the cigarettes. So it's already right next to the other <laughs> kind of illicit shit, you know? It's like when you're a woman and all you need is tampons. Like, I, I know that obviously tampons are not illegal or used as drugs. But I always feel the need to like put a few other items with it. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, I know this doesn't disguise it in any way, <laughs> but just so you know, like here's some other items that I also needed. I'm totally with you. Like I've had the same thing buying condoms, you know? Yeah. I'll just have to get like a Coke or something to go along with it. Maybe a soup or two. Because <laughs> yeah, otherwise... that's right. To be like, oh, I'm just doing a shop. Like I'm not... I don't have a hard on right now and I just run here. (laughs) Exactly. Because it really makes it seem like, oh, I just needed this right now. Like right now. Yeah. Exactly. This is my afternoon is I'm going to 
I'm just <laughs> gonna use this whole box right here. <laughs> like as we speak. Like I can't believe I have pants on. Like, yeah, exactly. Don't look below the waist because I'm ready to go. No, that's how I feel about buying just tampons. It's like I needed these really suddenly. Like I'm bleeding everywhere. Yeah, but if you add like here's like a pancake mix and tampons, it's like oh she's obviously just uh, you know Start getting picking ready. Picking up a few items. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one because I saw this guy checking out and he got like a fistful. He had like half a dozen of these cream charges that he was checking out with. Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she didn't bat an eye. Now, if it was me, I'd have to like walk out with like a giant chef's hat or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Coming with your knife block and your your, uh, Crocs on like, oh, just uh, midway through my break at the uh, shade of cake. I should have followed him to see if he was actually going to a bakery. He probably was, and he was just getting high at the bakery. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, though, if you've done enough nangs, you probably stop caring. Well, I think that's obviously where he'd got to. It's like Mm. you start off buying one at a time, and then by the sixth trip, you're like, who am I fooling? (laughs) I think that brings us to the end of uh, this episode. If you've made it this far, congratulations because uh, yeah. it's been a myriad of technical issues. So I hope that at least uh, some of this is audible. You can cobble something together. Yeah. I also don't want to do another 40 minutes and discover that I was wasting my entire night. <laughs> I've been Vicky. You can reach me, Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Ben at insaneramblings.net will reach me. Or podcast at insaneramblings.net will probably also reach Ben, to be honest. facebook.com slash insane ramblings will uh find our facebook page where we post all the new episodes and a bunch of uh, teaser videos that kind of stuff um and it's always great and helpful if you can rate and review and subscribe on itunes thanks for listening away seaboat away seaboat Hang on. I think let me uh, pause this again. My recording looks a bit funny. I just want to make sure it's all right. Oh, this has been such a fun experience. <laughs> I know. It's in ramblings.